Welcome to Crime Wave, a podcast featuring mystery, thriller, and suspense authors and the stories behind their stories. Crime Wave is part of the Authors on the Air Radio Network with over more than with over four million listeners worldwide. I'm your host, Bonner Spring, and today I have the distinct pleasure of talking with not one but two guests. Sarah Archer and Landis Wade are co-hosts on the Charlotte Readers podcast. And they're the authors of a brand new fun novella called, wait for it, Death by Podcasting. <laughs> Welcome to Crime Wave, Sarah and Landis. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, we appreciate you having us. I love the music at the beginning there. That's the well, it's, noir it's supposed sound. to be kind of noir, yeah. spooky, yeah. you know, yeah. crime wavy yeah. kind of yeah. stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it actually fits in extremely well with your 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 new story. So the promo for for Death by Podcasting concludes with the following remark: If you ever decide to podcast with authors, be careful out there. <laughs> so <laughs> I I absolutely love that. Okay, so I have been warned. Right, yeah. I'm going to approach this killer interview a little bit differently on a couple of points. Okay. First of all, I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location with all my doors locked. My guests Mark. are almost a thousand miles away. That is, if you're really in Charlotte, can I have a confirmation? Yes, you we're in Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe we might be right outside your door. Yeah. Well, I'm watching, for, I'm watching for drones and everything right now, but I'm telling you, it's freezing cold up here, and you don't want to be here right now. I'm giving us ideas for a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, let's get going. So basically, I would, in a, on a normal show, I would like read your bio at the top of a podcast. But my sense is that you guys are serious storytellers. It would be a much more interesting show if I get you to share a little bit about your background. So, Sarah, why don't you go first and then Lennis can pick it up when you run out of seam. Set the stage for us just a little bit. Yeah, sure. So my writing background is kind of varied. Um, I started out with screenwriting right out of college and was working in LA and uh, film and TV development for a while. And I, I still do screenwriting. Um, I also have a novel published called The Plus One, which is kind of a rom-com sci-fi hybrid about a female robotics engineer who builds the perfect boyfriend. Um, I write short stories. Um, I, I've been getting a little bit more into sort of literary fiction lately and, and enjoying experimenting with that. Um, I write a little bit of poetry on the side. So we, we have a poet character in this book who we we make fun of a fair amount, but I will say I enjoy poetry, so we're not all, all down on it. Um, yeah, and I joined the podcast about a year and a half ago. Um, Landis brought me and Tana LaRue, a publicist on as co-hosts, and it's been wonderful. We've been able to talk to so many amazing authors. Um, and yeah, Landis approached me with the idea to co-write this story um, over the summer. And, Landis, do you want to tell us about your background? Sure, yeah. So I was writing all my life as a lawyer. I'm now a recovering trial lawyer. I left a, a good-paying job for a non-paying job called writing and podcasting. That um, is so smart, Landis. <laughs> Just so smart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my dad didn't understand it. Uh, he said, how much you get paid to be a podcaster? I said, Dad, it doesn't work that way. Anyway, mm -hmm. so uh, while I was still practicing law before I made the transition, I wrote a trilogy about lawyers who try to save Christmas by representing people who think they work for Santa Claus. It's kind of a cross between my cousin Vinny and Miracle on 34th Street. And I had fun doing it. 
And I thought, well, what's next? And I started the podcast and then I wrote a novel because I interviewed a guest who inspired me with the story of the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence, which for those who don't know the history, was signed one year before the Declaration of Independence. But there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. So I wrote Deadly Declarations, which is about three retirees that try to solve the mystery that historians have been able to solve for 250 years uh, unless they die trying first. It's kind of a legal thriller, historical, in a in a retirement community thing. And then uh, we put out eight books on the podcast about writing. There were quotes from the first four years of the podcast. We pulled all these author tidbits together and put them into a collection, which is a lot of fun. And then I pitched this idea to Sarah about, uh, hey, what would happen if one of our author guests, uh, we found out they were going to kill us because of all the hard questions we ask or some other thing that's going on. And she said, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. So we so we wrote it. And, it's, and that's where we are, Death by Podcasting. So I was going to ask you about that, how it happened. So you had the idea of of, of a pot. I, I think it's just fascinating. Yeah. I, I need to point out for all, all of our listeners that I'm a relative newbie at this, but, but Landis has almost 400 podcasts on the Charlotte Readers podcast under his belt. And Sarah, you've been on, what'd you say, for a year and a half or so now? Yeah, bit. yeah. That's great. I mean, that's just um, so. I'm I'm not I'm not at all intimidated. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be. Anybody can do it as long as they've got a microphone and a little bit of a persistence. Yeah, that's a true. little bit of persistence. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. So, Crime Wave is a lot about the story. So, without mm-hmm. giving it too much away, why does why don't why don't one of you? I don't know who wants to pick this one up. Um, tell us about the text message that comes in on page one and sets the ball rolling. Yeah, sir, you want to start? Yeah, sure. So we get to our inciting incident pretty much right away on page one. Um, we have these two podcast co-hosts, Raspy Fuse and Salty Remarks, and uh, Raspy gets a text message. He doesn't know who it's from, but this person is warning him that one of the three authors are going to interview on their big live year-end finale event um, has plans to kill them. So he goes to his co-host Salty, and at first they both kind of think it's a joke, um, but they start to learn more about these authors and about uh, their backstory and figure out that they were all um, interviewed by this other podcaster previously who then died under mysterious circumstances. So they start to figure out, hmm, maybe there's actually something to this that we should pay attention to. Um, and we had a lot of fun with coming up with like the character names and uh, sort of tropes of different genres that these writers work in. And uh, yeah, Landis, do you want to tell about the the authors that they're interviewing, the suspects? Yeah, so we thought it would be fun to have author suspects, right? Because we're interviewing authors and we don't think anybody's ever wanted to kill us. We're not sure, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things. But anyway, we've got, we thought, okay, we got to have a romance author. So Della Molasses is a very... Uh, kind of sexy romance author, a little bit uh, crazy. Uh, then you've got uh, William Z. Wisp. He is the uh, poet. Uh, he, he doesn't think much of prose writers, uh, thinks they're sort of dullards uh, for, for not getting it right. And then there's uh, Edwin Nocturne. He's, uh, he's our thriller writer, and he's written a book recently called Blood on Her Hands, which is remarkably similar to the story of the podcast who died one year ago. And uh, who knows, is it true crime or is it something else? So you got these three author guests. And then, uh, you know, we thought this would, we like mysteries. Uh, I, I really love mysteries and thrillers. And we thought, well, you know, if Agatha Christie were writing this, she'd put this podcast on a train and have more than three suspects. So 
We added more suspects. Sarah, you want to tell them about the others? We got some uh, support team here. Yeah, yeah. So they, they also start to uncover that each of the members of their podcast support team has ties to these authors. Um, there's Dan, the IT man, who does their website and their tech. Um, we like kind of the idea that he's an older guy. He's much older than the, the podcast co-host, but he's also much more tech savvy. Um, there's Mike Reeder, who runs a bookstore locally. Um, and there's Penny Leverage, who runs an earful studio where they do the recordings. And her um, ex-husband, Rocky Fist, who's freshly out of jail and has a memoir that he wrote about his time in jail. Um, and all these people, they start to find out have different motivations for uh, potentially having an axe to grind with the co-hosts. I, I absolutely love the inside jokes, um, the trials and insecurities of being a writer. And basically, you make fun of podcasters just as much as you make fun of as you make fun of, sure. of authors. Yeah. That's good. Um, the names will be the first thing that a lot of people are going to notice. Did you? How did you? Did you bat the ideas for the names around, or did you each pick one of them? I mean, how did that happen? I think I, I think I, you know, kind of set the stage for that by naming. The first, my name in the podcast is Raspy Fuse and Salty Remarks. And then okay. Sarah came up with the idea for the uh, author names, I believe. And then mm -hmm. I think we both kind of came up with the support team. And, you know, some people aren't going to like it. They're going to think it's too silly. Uh, but we were, we were out to have fun with this, right? And we wanted to kind of do a parody to some extent. And, you know, Mike Reader, yeah, he, he's got to own a bookstore, you know. And mm -hmm. Penny Leverage, well, you know, she's going to get her way one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, it's so funny. You haven't you have not yet mentioned. Uh, speaking of characters, oh, yeah, yeah. parrot the parrot. What's the parrot's name? Yeah, Sarah. Typo. 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 Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. That is just yeah. that is hysterical. <laughs> and okay, and we cannot no, we can't live character names without talking about your therapist. Oh yeah. It yeah. took no. I'm reading. I'm not <laughs> listening to audio book. Right? right. So I'm reading and took me not like the first time I read her name, but then all of a sudden it was just like, wait a second. The therapist is Dr. Toomey. Right. Yeah. And her first name is Speak. So say her whole name out loud. Go ahead, Sarah. Dr. Speak to me. Yeah. Dr. Speak to me. Yeah. Anyhow, just yeah. it just is so much fun. And um Actually, while we're on, this is a little bit off the subject, but on the subject of her, of the names, uh, the name of her practice, author, yeah, yeah the author, author re rewrite re therapy services, yeah. Seriously, yeah. could every every <laughs> author that I know like would like to speak to Doctor Toomey? Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got a fine <laughs> reputation. I mean, she's collected a lot of uh, a uh -huh. lot of clients over the years because you know we authors, uh, we're I think she has some line in there about. Writing is 95% head game, and uh, mm -hmm. we all know that from experience. So we could all use some therapy. We authors could. We all could use some therapy. That <laughs> is absolutely true. Um, a lot of the tongue-in-cheek stuff, it, you're self-referential um, with the, within the writing podcasting community, but it did remind me a lot of Only Murders in the Building with all yeah. their inside jokes about New York City and theater and stuff <laughs> like that, which is just so much fun for um for me anyhow. Thank you. Um, that's, um, so um, you two are the first co-authors that I have ever interviewed, mm. okay? Wow. I am endlessly curious um, to know how you guys 
worked it out. Now you've explained about how you got started with the idea of writing this story, but how do you how did how did two writers like you write together? Um, Landis, yeah, why don't you start? Before, yeah, I'll just give some background because I had interviewed uh, several authors on the show in the past who had co-written, and I was curious about that too. And then more recently, we had another author on who um, had written a short read, like a one-hour read. And I was just thinking about this idea of, okay, how do we get another book out into the world, you know, without it having to be 70, 80,000 words? And how do you do it without doing it alone? I thought, oh, you do it with somebody else. And you got to find somebody that you think you would enjoy writing with. And I thought it'd be fun mm-hmm. to try it with uh, Sarah. And that was sort of the background of it, the actual mechanics of it just started out with, um, I think after Sarah said yes, I wrote one or two chapters and sent them to her, and then she wrote the third and fourth chapter, and then we kind of sat down and talked, and Sarah, you want to take it from there? Yeah, we kind of figured out our process as we went. We didn't necessarily um, beat the whole thing out up front, but we we wrote a little, we re-outlined, we kind of refigured out the idea and where the story was going to go. Landis wrote a little bit more, then I came in and wrote some chapters, so we, we kind of like uh, went back and forth on the, the chapters and we each wrote first drafts of different portions, but then we edited to each other's work, a few different drafts through. Um, so we, you know, we both had a hand in each part of the book and hopefully tried to merge kind of our styles and our voices throughout. Um, and it was actually really helpful, I think, to have that built-in editor um, because, you know, we, we, we both are big fans of like beta readers and critique groups and getting other people to give you feedback. But when you have somebody else who is just as invested in the story as you and who's going to be working on the same timeline as you, um, it's just kind of a different level of, of editorial feedback, I think. So we were able yeah. to edit each other's work along the way. Yeah. And we, That's- yeah, things kind of changed as we went. Um, but but I, I would advise, some you know, get somebody that's going to be um, – intensely focused and Sarah's got an intense focus when she's writing and I do too. Um, and then don't be afraid uh, to get that feedback. Uh, I mean, several times we, we started, we tried to start out with like doing it in Google drive, but then we both realized, or at least I did maybe. And, and Sarah agreed with me that it was just sort of too much pressure to write in that thing, that, you know, and just do it that way. So we would write uh, off of a draft. We would put our comments on what we'd receive from the other writer then we would name it a new draft and send it back. And then they'd start writing in it. And when they got it all polished up the way they want it, they would put their comments on what I'd written and send it back to me. And it, it just was an evolving process to where we were constantly getting feedback from each other. And a couple of times we didn't know why we were wanting to take something out or change it. So then we started dropping in notes, which was, this isn't clear to me. Or I think maybe if we do this, uh, we're revealing something too soon, or maybe we need to drop in a clue here for what's going to happen later, those kind of things. So it's kind of just evolved as we went. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, there are so many twists in the book. I guess I'm wondering, did you did you agree? Did you have to negotiate the twist? And probably the most important question of all is, did you both have this same bad guy in mind? Uh, what do you think, Sarah? I think we had that, an idea of a bad guy or a bad, I don't know whether he is male or female, you know, we don't, we can't well, reveal too much Bad guys here. become generic, Landis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Hey, bad guy, yeah. It's like, hey guys, hey guys, how you doing guys? Yeah, I do. Uh, I use it unfortunately all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think we had the same idea as to the type of, of person, guy, whatever, would, would be the one to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just evolved as to how we were going to put that person into the story, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. And also, without giving spoilers, I will say that there's there's more than one character with a bad side. Let's say that. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that you you could say that again. You don't bother saying it again, but you absolutely right. could say that one. Say that right. one again. So right. was was what was the hardest part about doing it? I mean, I'm really asking for myself and and, yeah. and also of course, hello for you listeners. But um yeah, what's the hardest part about writing with someone else? Okay, Sarah, I want you to answer this question. What's the hardest part about writing with Landis? Well, I think uh, just, having, just having to write with Landis, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lannis is great because for one thing, you know, he, he's a good writer and I enjoy his style. Um, and he also is very dedicated. And I can imagine it would be difficult if you have one person who's kind of ready to go and working on a certain timeline and the other person is dragging their feet. So it was helpful to have a partner who was, you know, ready to, to work quickly and get the drafts done. Um, I will say one thing that can be challenging that would be a, a tip for anyone co-writing is to be very organized as you go through and make sure that you have clear expectations about what each person is doing at which time and um, naming the drafts and the documents you're sending back and forth clearly because if you've got one person who's writing this part and reading this part and the other person is reading this part and doing edits, it can be a lot when you're kind of doing two things simultaneously. Uh, so organization is key. Um, I, I mean, I think in any co-writing, it's, it's challenging just because it's two people's voices that are being meshed together, which no matter what, they're, they're not going to be exactly the same. Um, but I think that we got something that was pretty cohesive because we went back and forth on each other's drafts multiple times. Yeah, I would I would agree with what you say. It does not come across as a he said, she said, chap, but, you know, different chapters and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, did you want to add anything about being hard to write with Sarah Landis or Sarah's not hard Sarah's not hard to write with at all. Aww. She 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 gets gets it back quickly and she's got good comments. I think the the challenge was um we knew we wanted beta readers so after we'd worked hard on it we sent it out and we followed the rules we 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 talk about on the podcast which is put a little space. We put it down for about two weeks, two or three weeks and let people read it and give us feedback. And then when we got that feedback we had to think about okay, how do we take that feedback and incorporate it? So that took a little more planning and discussion. And then we went back at it again and started working on it. Um, but I agree with Sarah's earlier comment that having sort of a built-in editor that you felt comfortable working with, um, that's as valuable as having a critique group, uh, a trusted writing partner. Um, yeah. If I had that in every book I was writing, I'd probably write books a lot faster and get more books out because uh, it just, you know, working with someone else, they can see things that your own mind you know, can't see as you're writing it. Right. And, and a beta reader isn't as invested. I mean, I've had some very good beta readers in my right. life, but they're not invested like a co-author right. would be in, mm -hmm. in the, in the, uh, in the vision and in, in, yeah. in the entire vision of, of, of the project. So um, would you guys ever do it again? You think? Yeah. Well, I, th I thought it was fun. I, you know, um, Sarah, you're about to have a baby, so you might, you might be a while. Before, yeah. You know. Yeah. The, the timing <laughs> might be difficult, but <laughs> maybe a little while in the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but we, we were on a, we were on a podcast recently with uh, a bunch of uh, fan fiction and uh, fantasy writers and mm -hmm. all this stuff. We thought, Oh, we didn't include all them. Maybe, maybe we can bring it yeah. back. And, and cause that's a whole different world there, you know, there's endless material when you're talking about writers and readers and podcasters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> endless, endless material. Yeah, yeah. Um, are either of you writing anything new that you'd like to share right now? Sarah? 
Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, I'm actually working on some very different projects from this as well. I've got a screenplay that I'm working on that's a historical story um, based on true events that happened during World War II in Munich um, about this student-led uprising. And I, I've also been writing short stories. I've got a new one that I'm working on, and those tend to be a little bit darker and more literary and sometimes get into kind of the speculative fiction or magical realism realm. Um, I've got ideas for novels that I've been playing around with a bit um, over the past year, and I'm, I'm gonna, that's kind of my, my writing resolution over the next year in addition to having a baby and, and you know, navigating that, but also uh, hopefully getting started on another novel. Um, but yeah, my, my writing tastes are all over the map. <laughs> Boy, do you sound like a writer to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Linda, aside from your work on the Charlotte Readers podcast, are you actually writing any uh, anything else right now? Yeah, so this, this past year was so busy with the, uh, I did a lot of downsizing, moving, put out the eight nonfiction books, the, the this book here, Death by Podcasting. So next year I'm returning to the novel, uh, the sequel okay. to Deadly Decorations. Uh, when we go back and my retirees are going to be faced with another historical mystery to solve. Uh, so that'll be fun. I'm doing some research on that now and hope, uh, you know, in about nine, 10, 11 months, uh, we can get that moving toward uh, the market. You know, That sounds wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, and meanwhile, the podcast goes on. You're up to what episode now on the podcast, guys? Yeah. So, um, gosh, we're up to around three, se 375 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, that's and, wow. and it's, That's uh, just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, Plus we did, a, we did, a, we did more than a hundred exclusive episodes too. So, um, yeah, we've done a lot of recording and, uh, it's really been a lot of fun having people on as guests and that kind of thing. Good. Well, I know you guys are really active online. There's one other thing I want to talk about before we go off the air, which is um, you you written a book that is for sale, but who is going to benefit from your the sale of your book? Yeah, this uh, will benefit Charlotte Rears Podcast. Uh, we've got a website, charlotteriorspodcast.com, and there's a podcast books page there, and you'll find the information about the book there. And when you buy it, uh, you know, you'll support the podcast. Which is free to authors and free to readers and listeners and everything else. That's wonderful. I really appreciate that. And are you going to be doing uh, any other live events um, to uh, to celebrate the release of Death by Podcasting? I think Sarah's on a time schedule here, aren't you, Sarah? You yeah, yeah. We, well, we have a bookstore launched locally. Um, we've been doing a series of uh, workshops at different library branches, but we're we're taking a little bit of a hiatus from that um, in the spring. But we've got a few more interviews coming out, and I think Liam's is doing a workshop in January as well. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, all right. Well, I highly recommend to all our listeners the Charlotte Readers podcast. Um, it's a longer form podcast than what you're going to get here with me, and they really get in. They really get into a back and forth, picking writers' brains, and you can learn a whole lot from it if you're a writer who's listening. Mm. Um, uh, Thank you, actually, guys, for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, to our listeners, don't forget um, that um, every download of Death by Podcasting will benefit the Charlotte Readers Project. About Charlotte Readers Podcast, sorry, Bonner. Um, I hope you'll both write other mysteries and come back to tell us all about it. Um, until we meet again, be careful yeah. out there. All <laughs> thank right? you, Bonner. We, we appreciate <laughs> you having us on. We appreciate what you do. It's great. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care, you guys. Yeah.